to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer a heretic. I'm your host, Matthew J. DiStefano, and for the next hour, I'll be your Sherpa to nowhere in particular. Nowhere in particular. Hey, what's up? I come to you today somber, depressed, alone. Nah, I'm just playing. But it is the last episode of Apostates Anonymous, at least for now. Maybe we will, uh, maybe we'll kick it back up sometime in the future. But hey, here's the deal: Heretic Happy Hour is rolling strong, and we are rekindling the bonfire sessions. It is uh, early April right now. And by the by the end of April or early May, the bonfire sessions will be back and it's going to be better than ever. So here's what you're going to want to do. Uh, if you're on Facebook, join the bonfire sessions Facebook group. Just search it, the bonfire sessions. You'll find the group. Join, answer the questions. I'll let you in. And what we're going to do in there is we're going to take questions from listeners like you and whatever they might might be. Questions about theology, philosophy, spirituality, Buddhism, Christianity, politics, culture, whatever. We'll talk about it all. We'll take the best question or what we think will lead to a good hour-long conversation between Michael and myself. And um, we will give you a shout-out if you want. If you want to remain anonymous, let us know. And the winner of the question, whoever gets the question of the day, the question du jour is going to get a, uh, a free PDF copy of one of the seasons of the Bonfire Sessions booklets. You have four seasons to choose from. If you don't have them all, pick one that you don't have. And uh, we'll make sure to send that your way. So don't be sad that this is going away. And it, it might come back, like I said. This is, a, uh, this is an indefinite hiatus because I'm just doing too much. And I want to make sure that the projects that I am doing, that I am doing them to the best of my ability, which isn't great, but it's what I can offer. (laughs) But before we get into it today, make sure you head on over to the link that is in the show notes. It is choir.com slash April dash foolishness. You're going to want to do that because all or almost actually almost all of the ebook slash Kindle copies of Choir Publishing's uh, bibliography is on sale for this month for 99 cents. 99 cents. That is $1, which means you could probably go in there with 20 bucks and pretty much get everything if you don't have them. Keith Giles, Jamal Javanji, myself, Mark Karras, Matthew Reeves Cortman, Meg Calvin, a bunch of others bunch of others. Go check them out. And if you have time, check out my Patreon. Because uh, it's how, it's one way that I stay afloat. So that link is in the show notes. It's patreon.com slash mjdistefano. Uh, I just did a Facebook Live thing talking about uh, some advice that I was giving on when bad things happen. Or or things that don't go your way. Things that bring you down. I won't, I won't necessarily say bad things. I recently... Uh, made a post in my Patreon community that um, 
is going to be public on the 13th, which is the 100th episode of Heretic Happy Hour. I have a blog that I'm set scheduled up for that day. Uh, I let, you know, Patreon folks know early. That you, a part of Patreon is giving early access to things that you're doing, as well as exclusive content. And I got some great responses and some great uh, feedback and some great um, encouragement. And then I lost $80 uh, a month. Um, people dropped off. I don't know why they dropped off. Um, it could be coincidence. It could be the tough economic times. I have no idea. Um, the timing uh, was, you know, I've never had that happen. So, I mean, it is what it is. And I was a little taken aback by that, just based on the nature of the announcement, which you'll all find publicly on uh, April 13th. But um, yeah, so if you want to support this, uh, not this show, because it's going away, but all the other shows that I do and the and, and the writing and all that, patreon.com slash mjdistefano. And I just, I, I just wanted to uh, reflect on this podcast uh, for the last episode. I hope you enjoy breaking down the bars. If you're not into hip hop, I apologize. Well, I don't apologize. The, those shows weren't for you. That's okay. Um, not everything has to be for everybody. And that's the thing about podcasts. That's the thing about content. That's the thing about writing. Um, some people complain on the podcast or on Heretic Happy Hour that that we cuss too much. Well, then the show's not for you. Some people said, hey, a, a part of the logo is a, a, a beer stein or a beer mug. And, uh, you know, it might trigger people who are alcoholics. Well, then this isn't for you. There's going to be something that is for you out there. There's so much content. There's so many, Everyone's got podcasts these days. Um, there is something for you, and and if that's not the work that we do, that I do, that's cool. Like it's it's all good in the hood, my man, or my lady, or my gender non-binary, whoever you are. There is content for you, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. The long 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 uh, uh, ago, there was very specific media, and not everyone had a YouTube channel or a podcast or a blog. I'm dating myself. People don't blog anymore, <laughs> except for schmucks like me. Um, you know, you don't have to just pick between six channels on TV or 20 channels on the radio. There is so much shit out there. It's saturated. And uh, there's good con- There's horrible content, but there's good content as well. So, um, yeah. What was I saying? I don't even know. <laughs> We're going to reflect. We're going to reflect on this show. Talk about all the great guests we've had. Some that stick out to me, December Rose, she was bringing the fire, uh, has a book called The Church Can Go to Hell. It's a provocative title, <laughs> as we talked about. And like she said, that book's not for everyone. It doesn't have to be. If you're not ready for it, you're not ready for it. That's okay. That's okay. Keith Giles was on the show. Always love talking to Keith. Got to talk to Katie Valentine. Got to talk to Derek Day. Got to talk to Michelle Collins a couple times. And that is, that's someone that y'all need to pay attention to is Michelle Collins. It, it, she is one of my favorite people. Her book, Into the Gray, is coming out shortly. I think by the end of this month. I think it's coming out maybe maybe about a week after the Bonfire Sessions uh, paperback on, on the 20th. So between that and the 1st of May is into the gray and it's um it's about deconstruction but from a psychology angle cuz she's you know a student of psychology she's getting her doctorate 
Um, but it's not like super heady in terms of unreadable. Unreadable? Unreadable. Always with the mush mouth with this guy. Um, it's not unreadable to the layperson. So it's memoiry in a way. It's snarky like Michelle. It's funny. It's vulnerable. Um, the foreword is rough. It's not very good. I wrote it. Um, it gets better from there. So if you can get through the foreword, the rest of it is, is, is good stuff. So we, you know, I loved talking to Michelle. I always love talking to Michelle. And um, if you would got, check out her podcast, uh, Mental, it's mental. <laughs> it's with uh, Seth Showalter, um, and they're doing some really good things, um, talking about psychology, trauma, all that kind of stuff. I think they're doing a trauma series right now. Um, really good stuff. Who else did I talk to? Uh, I got to talk to Brenda Marie Davies um, of the God is Great channel, and she is basically among other things, dismantling purity culture, which is fantastic. For anyone raised in purity culture, even men, but mainly women, but even men, um, purity culture has nothing to offer. I mean, maybe the the intention is there, is not like, they don't have bad intentions necessarily, people who are promoting that stuff. But as they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Who in the fuck is texting me at this moment? Oh, my wife. You working? Uh, trying to. <laughs> oh, lordy. So go follow Brandon Marie Davies. God is gray on YouTube. She is, uh, she is killing it. And um, so happy that there are more and more people critiquing a, ter- a certain brand of faith, a certain brand of Christianity, and yet still staying within the faith if that's what you want to do. So it's like it's like you can be a Christian, but you don't have to be that Christian, that type of Christian. You don't have to be homophobic. You don't have to be believing in a God of wrath and punishment angry sky daddy as the straw man goes you don't have to believe in that you can be like rob bell and say i don't believe in that god either and it's okay you're not going to burn in hell forever i mean maybe you are maybe i'm wrong about all this shit and we're all fucked but um (laughs) i don't think so i hope to god not i think god is better than that if the bible's taught me anything it's that god's love and mercy is wider higher broader and deeper than we could imagine and uh, I believe that is pseudo Paul who said that. Maybe it's Paul. Maybe not. Who cares? It's right. I believe. I believe I can fly. Who else do we have on this show? Of course, we had all my football mates, which I shut down a while ago because I was just taking too much of my time talking football. Plus, Tottenham sucks. And who wants to talk about a shitty team? I don't. So, huge shout out to Aiden, Brandon, Dylan. Love those guys. And if you haven't picked up uh, Dylan Neighbor Cruz's book, Go Golden, I would recommend it. It's about Jesus, the golden rule, and uh, dorking out on garden shit. No, uh, permaculture and all that. And I'm a huge garden dork. Um, I'm a huge Tolkien dork, which is why I love Samwise Gamgee. And one of my favorite lines is, um, I don't remember if it's in the books, but it's in the movies, uh, when Faramir asks if... um, 
who Sam is, and he, he asks if uh, if that's Frodo's bodyguard, and he goes, "No, I'm his gardener." <laughs> I love that line. It's so perfect. So, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus. It's uh, it's hot and dry already in California, and allergies are flaring up, and it's not that fun. Um, but yeah, go pick up uh, Dylan's book. It is uh, it's really good stuff, and I love all the the different types of foci, focuses that people can have based on the gospel, based on Jesus, based on how they read uh, the Bible. And they can take different teachings and put into practice in different areas of life. You could put it into practice in sexuality. You could put it in practice in permaculture. You could put it in practice in psychology and sociology. And you could do it in positive or negative ways. And Dylan's doing it in a positive way which is fantastic. Brenda Marie Davies doing the same thing with a lot of sexuality stuff in a positive way. Whereas the church has gone astray uh, almost every day. <laughs> they do it in a negative way. So they take, they take the readings, they take the text, and they apply it in a way that, that brings death, that doesn't bring life. And that's the thing about any good theology. I don't care what the Bible says, I care how the Bible is applied, if it's applied at all. Because at the end of the day, good theology is going to be life-giving. Bad theology will kill. Bad theology will bring death. Bad theology will bring oppression. So when you go to like the LGBTQ Issue. I don't like using the word issue, but I'll, but bear with me. What does non-affirming theology lead to? It leads to suicide in LGBTQ youth. It leads to homelessness. It leads to kids getting kicked out of their churches, out of their homes. It leads to people being on the fringes of society, marginalized, ostracized, demonized, scapegoated. And to me, it's like, well, then put, put aside what the Bible says. Put aside what you think the Bible says. Does the theology bring life? And if the answer is no, reevaluate the theology. Maybe it's not good theology. What does affirming theology bring? Inclusiveness. Love. Joy. The fruit of the Spirit. That's evidence that maybe that's good theology. Maybe we're on to something if we're affirming. And then apply that to all the things you believe theologically. I think that's the theme about all the guests that have been on this show. Is that what they're doing is an extension of what they believe. And the the work that they're doing is life-giving. All the guests. I can't think of one where I'm like, what you're doing is hurting people. What you're doing is holding people back from who they are. What you're doing, none of that. So a lot of Christians will bemoan what we're doing. And I say we're, like, as if we're not a monolith. But what folks who they label as a heretic or an apostate, whatever, whatever they are, reprobate. What we're doing is actually bringing life to people. You know, I had uh, Ricky Gantz found me on Twitter. He was uh, one of the trolls of Heretic Happy Hour. He calls the hotline. Uh, 
all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> Found me on Twitter. Just said repent. Just repent to to something I com I commented on. I think it was about LGBTQ stuff. Just repent. And I'm like, buddy, I did. Repent means to change your mind, to change your thinking. Metanoia means that. So if you want to get biblical about what that means, it means to have a change of mind. Think differently. I did think differently. I've been thinking differently on my whole journey. And that's not to say I'm right about everything. That's not to say I'm right right now. But you have the posture of repentance, meaning I'm going to continually think differently based on my direct experiences, based on how I'm approaching the world, based on what I'm learning from every possible situation. When has the fundamentalist last changed their mind on some key issue? It's you. That's a question I'd like to ask any fundamentalist. When's the last time you changed your mind? You truly changed your mind on atonement, on the Bible, on eschatology, on soteriology, on all of the ologies, on LGBTQ, on race relations, on nationalism, on politics. When is the last time you really changed your mind? We should all be asking ourselves that. That doesn't mean we have to just be flippant back and forth, not consistent. We can have a trajectory that's that's encouraged, you know. Keep going. But when's the last time you changed your mind? I changed my mind on LGBTQ. I was raised believing it was a sin. I didn't understand why. I didn't think it was right. But that's the way it was. There's difficult truths in the Bible, brother. Changed my mind, thought differently, experienced gay and lesbian people. Noticed that they loved other people, noticed that they loved me, noticed that I loved them. Had to change my mind on that, so glad I did. Changed my mind on whether the Bible is inerrant or not. Changed my mind on hell, changed my mind on atonement. Changed my mind on Christology. based on direct experiences and just trying to be a good person and loving others as best i can and if that's not a good enough if that's not good enough in life this thing might this whole thing of life might be a cruel game well no man is good well i don't know we could take that too far if you want to say no person is good in terms of in one way, maybe, but I don't believe that as far as a universality. I think we can take that way out of context. I think people are good. People can be shitty. But at our core nature, we are made in the image and likeness of God, and God is good. So we are made in the image of goodness. We are originally blessed. We don't have original sin. So, and that, that, that brings life. That brings life. It brings joy. Brings all sorts of good things that, frankly, many in the church don't don't have, unfortunately. And if you do have a church that does, then great. I know people who still go to church, and I support them. I know pastors. I support them. If they're doing good work and bringing reconciliation and restoration and love, great. All I'm all for it. 
but you don't necessarily need that. People like Hemet Mehta, who we had on the show, who's an atheist. You ain't going to find him at church unless he's doing a sociology experiment. <laughs> Gathering data. I, I doubt he does that, but if he did. But he's doing good work. And he's an atheist. Oh, my God. I, I, find, I, find, I find some atheists to be annoying as fuck. But I find a lot of atheists, they're doing goodness for the sake of goodness. They don't need a God, and they don't need a threat or an ultimatum. I feel like a lot of our good work in the church is so we get something at the end. That's why they'll ask you, if oh, if all are saved, what's the point in following Jesus? Because it's worth it. Because it stands on its own two feet. Because serving the poor and the needy and the widows and the blind and the hungry and the oppressed, it's worth it. It's doing good for the sake of goodness. Makes the world a better place. It brings life to the people you're serving. And you don't need any sort of gift at the end of it. Mainly to avoid hell so you don't burn forever. You don't need that ultimatum. So people who don't believe in hell, who don't believe, maybe don't believe in God, don't believe in hell, don't believe in punishment, simply doing goodness for the sake of goodness. It's not to get into somewhere. It's not to go somewhere or avoid some place when you die. It's simply doing right, doing justly, walking humbly, bringing love and light into the world. And that's what Christianity needs to be about. And it's not, by and large, which is why I consider myself, I don't consider myself anything, I don't think about it. But it's why, it's why I embrace the moniker of heretic or apostate. It's why I wrote the book Heretic. It's why I'm writing the book Apostate, which is the follow-up. Because if you want to call me that, fine. But I, I, only, I only embrace those terms because I'm not going to associate myself with a religion that brings death. And if that's what Christianity is, I want no part of it. I'm totally fine with being a Christian if we can redefine that in terms of not... Uh, I don't want to say what it's not, but if it can be more about the Sermon on the Mount and doing those sort of things, fantastic. If you want to talk about the grace of God and the mercy of God, I'm all for that. I just don't think that's exclusive to Christianity any longer. And that's just where I'm at. And maybe I'll be in some other place in five years. I don't know. That's the cool thing about content creation. It's almost like journaling. You can look back on early books or early podcasts and see where you're at and be like, wow, I came a long ways or I went a lot. I went a, I took a left when I thought I might take a right. And you don't know when you're gonna, where you're going to end up. And maybe you don't end up anywhere. Maybe you learn to float. <laughs> that's why we called the book that. And I think that's going to be a, an important book for people is learning to float. Because in deconstruction, I'm not about a how-to. I'm not about a 12-step, uh, 10-step, 8-step program, how to deconstruct and reconstruct, blah, 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 blah. I think sometimes you end up not drowning, but you don't necessarily go anywhere. You become still and you realize you float. You flail about, you might drown. It's like the Alan Watt analogy, Alan Watts analogy. You don't get rid of the, the debris in the water by, by brushing it aside. 
you, you step back for a second. You allow the silt to, to, to sink to the bottom. You become still, and that's how the water gets clear. So you become still. You learn how to float. The shore might be a long-ass long way away. It might be as far as you uh, when you started. But you realize you're not splashing about any longer. You don't need a you don't need a life preserver. You've learned to just be calm and just you know float up and down over the waves. That's kind of how I've my deconstruction's been. Sure, I've gone somewhere. I've gone from one place to another, but I haven't made it to the shore. Maybe I'm closer to the shore, not in the middle of the ocean. I could see the the land, but I'm still floating, and I'm okay with that. So that that that's where I'm at. So I don't know if I have any final thoughts for this show, but it's been fun. It's been a learning experience. I've never thought I'd want to just sit and talk by myself on uh, in front of a microphone. I'm not I'm not a fan of interviewing people. I gotta be honest. So that's why I kind of did it. I had people on, interviewed them, so I can get better at it. I'm awkward. Sometimes in one-on-one situations with people I don't know. So this was a way to, you know, some people obviously I knew. Some people I didn't know hardly at all. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things. You got you to gotta try some things out. Get better at something. And I think it makes you a more well-rounded person. That's what happened with hip-hop. I was like, <laughs> who would have thought I'd put out a hip-hop mixtape? But I did, just for myself, because I wanted to do it and 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 uh become a more well-rounded person in many different ways. So, thank you for listening to this show. If it ever comes back on the air, I will of course let everyone know. But again, please um when you're done listening to this, head over to Facebook, look up the Bonfire Sessions group, join that group. It's going to become much more active. We're going to have lots of great questions. We're going to talk about lots of great things on that podcast. Subscribe to the Bonfire Sessions on Podbean or Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And um, yeah, peace and love. It's been fun. Talk to you later.